Get your pen and paper ready. It's time for another edition of The The Flex. The absolute best fantasy football podcast in existence. I'll say this, not to say that I disagree, but... I disagree. Oh my God. Presented by Broadway Sports. All right. Flexers ready? Welcome into The Flex. Oh, I need to move my camera down a little bit here. Classic host, right? I mean, the host, when they're always here, always got messed with the camera and stuff. Welcome in. We got Robert Greenlaw at Rob on Broadway. We have Justin Graber at Titans Film Room. We have Zach Lyons at F-Words Pod. We have the league. We may see some half-naked women. Who knows what's going to happen? This is the Flex. It's live. It's the greatest fantasy football show ever. We are in the playoffs. Ooh, look at that little fancy graphic. That's nice. It goes across the whole screen. We're getting fancy here on the Flex. We're production values up. Uh, we got some big things coming down the pipeline at broadwaysportsmedia.com. you got to go to broadwaysportsmedia.com. We have all kinds of content. We have probably the most comprehensive, in-depth coverage you can find on your Tennessee Titans on gambling picks. I mean, where else can you go to know that you can for sure read an article filled with bets and know that you can fade every one of those bets and make tons of money only on broadwaysportsmedia.com. Basically, it pay for your membership, so you better go today. So, we want your questions. Here's how it's going to go. We're going to talk about what we learned. We'd love to hear what you learned. Then we're going to go through the Thursday night football game and the first three games on our plate. That's four games right there. And uh, we'll then uh, see if there's any questions that we need to answer. Make sure that you put your fantasy football questions in the chat, wherever they may be. And you also retweet and share the broadcast on your feed, whether it's Facebook, Twitch, Friendster, MySpace. Doesn't matter. Just share it and retweet it. And let's get some more questions in. And let's start a dialogue, guys, because we need to start a dialogue on what we learned. Robert Greenlaw, what did you learn this week? Well, I got two things. So first one is I got to begrudgingly give JG a little bit of credit. A couple weeks back, he said that you should trade Aaron Jones, and I didn't agree with that pick at all. I thought it was a, I thought it was terrible advice, and it's turned out to be really good advice. So props to props to JG. I learned that you do know something about fantasy football. Well, that's funny because my what I learned is that I know nothing about anything. <laughs> that anytime I think something, I should do the opposite and I will make more money gambling <laughs> or more fantasy points playing. I did go to one championship, but in another league, or, or I guess semifinal, sorry. In another league, I played um, somebody over <laughs> somebody over somebody, and that was a bad choice, and I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember who was that. This is a great story. Brandon Ayuk. I should have played Brandon Ayuk. And instead, I played, I don't know, Terry McLaurin probably, which is the right choice. But it it was. That's actually the second part of my what I learned was that next year, going into next year, I'm not going to trust the San Francisco running backs. I'm going to treat them like I treated the Pittsburgh running backs this year, which is stay away from them because. It's a toxic situation. You don't know who's going to be injured. You don't know who's going to get snaps. Jeff Wilson, it was a Jeff Wilson game this week, and he still only had like nine fantasy points. Uh, 
it's a really, really bad fantasy situation. And on the other side is Brandon Ayuk, who's been amazing. He's had, I think, over 75 yards, at least 75 yards in the past five games. And every game he's not had 100 yards, he's caught a touchdown. So he's getting he's been quite valuable for your fantasy team if you have him. So San Francisco, a little good, a little bad. I'll tell you what I learned that my gut instinct was right about Wayne Gallman. He put up a paltry 55 yards versus the Arizona Cardinals, who have been given up RB1 numbers all season until here comes Mr. Shitty-ass Wayne Gallman. I'm just a guy. I don't know what to do. And there he is. I knew it. I told you guys that Wayne Gallman is just another guy and the hype train would go away and deservedly so screw Wayne Gallman he's out of here I don't want to talk about any Wayne Gallman unless we're just sitting his ass I like it I think JK Dobbins is gonna be a league winner I think this week I think the Ravens offense doesn't it just feel like the Ravens have something to prove now and it's like anytime the Ravens have something to prove I get scared. It's when the Ravens get cocky and overconfident that I'm like, okay, they're going to get their butts kicked, which is what happened in the playoffs last year, which is what happened through the middle of this season. But now they got their backs against the wall. Lamar's done pooping. I'm scared of what this Ravens team is going to do to Jacksonville. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But I just want to throw that out there. J.K. Dobbins, Zach was all on him in the preseason. He said to be patient. That patience is paying off now. And guess who wasn't patient? This guy right here. So let's carry on to the Chargers at Raiders Thursday night football. Now, Las Vegas is minus 3.5, and the over-under is 53. Here's what scares me about the over-under of 53 and betting on offense in this game, if you were going to bet, or trusting any of these offensive players. It's Thursday night football. <laughs> it's the worst. It is the worst. It's the most maddening, I think, dynamic for all the football games in the NFL. It's the most maddening because here's why the games that you think are going to be boring games end up shootouts. And the ones that you think they're going to be shootouts end up boring games. I still am going to ride high on this game to play for most of them, but I'm going to tell you who not to play. In my opinion, I think that Derek Carr is, is a trap. It's going to look good and all that. I, I just think what you see when you look at Derek Carr in all your apps is the green uh, you know, number that he has a good matchup. you got to remember that he threw for less than 200 yards, and, and he did throw for two touchdowns, but it's less than uh, 200 yards in the game they previously played this year already. I know he's coming off two back-to-back 300-yard games. I just urge caution into falling this trap and putting him in, trying to be crafty or sneaky, and overthinking it and thinking that Derek Carr over, like, I could really see someone start Derek Carr over, I'm just going off the top of my head, like Aaron Rodgers or something. Like, I mean, it's just kind of crazy to me. Just settle down, Derek Carr. There's really only two players I feel confident in in this game, and it's Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen. Allen. Those are the only two guys that I feel like are must-starts almost. Everybody else, even like Josh Jacobs, if you have an alternative, I think I'm going to go with the alternative there um, because he's been so hit or miss. Almost everybody on the Raiders has been hit or miss. Nelson Aguilar, I think, is like second or third in air yards in the NFL, and but his, his production every week doesn't tell you that. The Raiders are going to be without four starters, according to Adam Schefter. 
Cleland Farrell, Jonathan Abram, Damon Arnett, and Nicholas Morrow, all defensive starters. Also, Henry Ruggs has been placed on the COVID list. I'm worried about the Raiders, but we talked about this in the past. The fired coach bump. Raiders fired defensive coordinator Rod Gunter or Paul Gunter and have promoted Rod Marinelli, who was the Titan or the sorry, the Cowboys defensive coordinator for years here where I'm currently at in Dallas, and I heard nothing but fans trash talking him. So I don't think he's a very good defensive coordinator. He's a great D line coach, but do you guys think that the Raiders are gonna have like a defensive bounce back bump from this firing? Because I don't. <laughs> not yeah, not with all those guys missing. I, I just think it's 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 really impossible to. I mean, I think the defense will be okay, but you don't start them against the Chargers. I think Austin Eckler is going to have a big game uh, coming up. He, he's barely been talked about, but I think he's been getting healthier and healthier. So I definitely think he's going to be one to watch. But you're right. I mean, when you're missing – I know there is the coach bump, and but is it does it really matter if it's a defensive coordinator? Sometimes it's a slow start, but then you're missing four starters. Like – what can you really do? You're already a bad defense, and then you're missing four starters. All right. Well, does anybody have anything left on this game that they need to get off their chest? Just want to add on to what Greenlaw said about, about Austin Eckler and looking back at the Raiders and how bad they've been against running backs, especially the past few weeks, and know that it's, a, I think, a smash spot for Eckler. He's probably going to be my MVP in a FanDuel lineup. Right now, Vegas, especially on BetMGM, is really down on Eckler. Like, you can get Eckler 40-plus yards, like, pretty inexpensive. So, I would definitely – it's part of the same game parlay, but it bumped it up tremendously just going 40-plus yards rushing on Austin Eckler, which I think is going to be a no-brainer against this Raiders team. That's actually yeah. a really good point, especially since we know the Chargers want to run the ball. They run the ball with 10 seconds left and a half with no yeah. timeouts, so they're Former committed to it. Former yeah, running back at head coach, you know he's going to run the ball. Well, we're gonna, we got your questions, so stick around because we will get to your questions. We've got three more games to get through. I got the Bills at the Broncos, and I'm going to go with something a little crazy here. You need to start Drew Locke this week. He's on fire for the last two weeks since coming back from the in, uh, injury. Uh, he's been quarterback 14. That's pretty good for Drew Locke. But now he's going up against a Buffalo Bills defense that's given up the eighth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. And he, last week he was quarterback six. So, and that was against a, you know, pretty decent team. I mean, it wasn't, a, they're not a great team or anything, but I mean, he looked sharp. He's got that chemistry with TJ Patrick, Hamler, Tim, Jerry, Tim. Judy. I mean, I mean, you might as well. I don't, I feel bad for Jerry Judy right now. I mean, this guy was supposed to come in and be something. And he can't even get a target thrown his way. I don't, I don't watch all 22s for the game. So I don't know if it's because he ain't getting any separation. All these other guys are, he may be seeing the number one corner. I mean, more than likely that could be it. And here's who I'm going to sit. And JG, I think, is going to agree with me on this one. The Bills running backs. Because they <laughs> suck. 
They it's are impossible to know who is going to do what. And it's like Devin Singletary can be, is it a hot hand approach? Is it a, we're just going to do it randomly and with no regard for anything that makes sense? I mean, in the first quarter or the first half last week, how many carry Devin Singletary had like one carry in their first five drives or something ridiculous. Single carry is what we started calling him in the middle of that game. Like anyone who had Singletary, I'm sorry, Zach Moss, who like got benched for fumbling on his second carry of the game a week before is like getting every carry in this one. I'm with you. Screw the Bills running backs. It's just a nightmare situation. Well, and also the Denver defense is actually pretty good against running backs. So True. you're you're taking two very mediocre talents in Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, who have not neither of them have garnered the faith of their offensive coordinator Brian Dable, and it's just like you know what are what are they doing? So you can't trust these guys. Yeah, exactly. I think Stefan Diggs is a good play this week. I think it's a risky play just a little bit, but I mean, he is, he's wide receiver three the, these last few weeks. I think that it's someone that you uh, need to be starting every week, regardless. Uh, would you play either of the defenses, Greenlaw? I might play the Bills defense, maybe a couple interceptions, but I, I'm not starting uh, Denver's defense. And, and those are both weak plays, I think. Yeah. So it's not a, not either one of those teams I'm trying to get into a lineup. Yeah, I agree. So let's move on to the next game. And this is Saturday night game. Carolina Panthers at Green Bay Packers. Are you ready for some Saturday night football? And this one goes to Justin Graver. All right, I got one start for you. I got one sit for you. So we're talking Panthers Packers here. First of all, I think Green Bay is going to cover this eight and a half because the Panthers have been good and competitive in a lot of games this year, but against teams that they are simply outmatched with, which the the Packers, I think, are, the Packers should have covered last week and they got a backdoor cover by the Lions and kicked a field goal with a meaningless field goal with no time left. It's just stupid. Um, it's not going to happen again. But when it comes to fantasy, DJ Moore back off the COVID list, back from whatever injury he like sprained his knee or ankle or something, trying to catch a horribly off-target pass from Teddy Bridgewater in the end zone. I'm not playing him. So he's my sit. If you've been clamoring for DJ Moore to get back in your lineup, this is not the week to do it. I'm sitting DJ Moore, but I'm starting Curtis Samuel because Curtis Samuel's getting targets in the passing game. Christian McCaffrey's not expected to play, but he's also been getting carries in the run game. He only had two carries last week, but that game was not great game script for Carolina. The Packers can't stop the run. That's the one area of weakness. It's the one hope, if you're a Titans fan, of the Titans beating Green Bay next week is Derrick Henry just running all over them. I think Mike Davis is a strong play, but you're obviously starting Mike Davis if you have him. I think Curtis Samuel is going to be able to rip off a few big runs, even if he only has five carries. And with those talented outside cornerbacks that Green Bay has, especially Jair Alexander, I think Curtis Samuel working over the middle is going to be a target of Teddy Bridgewater's in this one. This this fantasy podcast really loves Curtis Samuel. I I, th I think you're gonna find that this is probably the most love that Curtis Samuel has gotten probably since the beginning of the year. I mean, we've been pretty high on this Carolina offense, and I will I will say that I think they rewarded us. I think we were onto something with it. I mean, the defense isn't that great, and it's a, it's a very inconsistent here and there since uh, Teddy Bridgewater went down in that uh, Atlanta game, but. I mean, the wide receivers produce like we thought they would, and uh, I know Christian McCaffrey isn't anything, but, I mean, when he went down, y'all y'all were, I wasn't, were big on Mike Davis. I thought he was just a guy, and 
he's rewarded fantasy owners and everything. And I think it's um I think it's been a good thing. And of course, like you said, start all your Packers. I wouldn't start the Packers defense and I wouldn't start Carolina's defense. Me neither. This is probably a high scoring game. Greenlaw, yep. any thoughts? No, I agree with everything that you guys said. Yeah. Wow. See, see, look, look at, at this. We're all just, just a very nice family. This is a unity very podcast unity. tonight. Yeah. Cheers. I like a unity podcast. And Texans at Colts, 12 p.m. on Sunday. That would go to Robert Greenlaw. We have the Houston Texans and Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis is favored by seven points, and the over-under is 47. So my sit this game, just like it was last week, was is all of the Texans running backs. Um, they've been kind of a disaster, and the Colts defense has been pretty good against running backs. Um, last week, Josh Jacobs didn't have a whole lot of success. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on him. I wouldn't sit, wouldn't start him. Uh, my my starts this week, though, are Jonathan Taylor, uh, QT, and uh, T.Y. Hilton. QT had a monster game against them two weeks ago. I know he he only had like three targets last week, and but he, he had a touchdown. I expect them to be much more pass-happy this week. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, I think, has been fantasy running back one over the past couple weeks, and he's getting a lot of opportunity, and the Colt, or the Texans' run defense is absolutely trash. So he, he's got a lot of opportunity in this game. Um, and then T.Y. Hilton has kind of been the guy on – in the wide receiving core for uh, Philip Rivers. He's had, I think, 18 points and then two 25-point-plus games the past couple weeks. Um, so he's been he's been the man, and if you have him, he's, he's unclaimed in quite a few leagues. I would grab him and definitely put him in a flex spot. Hey, I said last week to play Jonathan Taylor because he was up against the Raiders' run defense who just allowed Ty Johnson and J- Josh Adams and a bunch of nobodies to run over them against the Jets, and it was right and this is the exact same reason the Houston Texans defense can't stop. There's four run defenses right now, I think, that can't stop anyone. The Packers, the Texans, the Panthers, and the Raiders. We'll see if the Raiders' defensive coordinator changes, and, changes that. Well, I'll talk about it in a minute. Yeah, okay. Yeah, get to it in a minute. But I love your plays there, Rob. Jonathan Taylor, I don't think he's a super talented back. But in these matchups behind that offensive line, he does have 4-3 speed. You saw it on his long touchdown last week. You saw it on his long touchdown two weeks ago. How can you how can you bench him in this matchup? Yeah, and this is a very historically anti-Jonathan Taylor podcast. So if we're yeah, talking positive things about him, that it means something. Um, so do you all think the Texans really have a chance in this game? Because I'm looking at that spread, right? The the minus seven. And I'm kind of thinking of throwing that betting the Texans, but teasing the Texans on that and bumping it up to like a plus, you know. Instead, plus seven, maybe like plus, uh, you know, 13.5 or something. I mean, that seems like the better play than going with the plus seven, right? I agree. I It feels like they're never blown out. And I say that after they just got blown out by the Bears. But this season, they've played everybody really pretty close. Um, so it felt like the Bears game was an anomaly. So I, I would lean that they're going to make this game a lot closer than that maybe seven-point spread. And – the you know division games have a history of being close. The Texans were a fumbled goal line snap away from potentially taking the lead late in this matchup two weeks ago. Ugh. Titans fans are definitely rooting for Houston here, but yeah. I could see it going either way. Honestly, I'm probably going to stay away gambling wise just because I do think the Colts' run game, like the Texans, can't stop the run, man. No, well, but it does feel like a shootout, though, doesn't it? Yeah. 
It could be. I mean, it could be. Which favors uh, Deshaun Watson. And and here's the thing. The good news is Cook's you is staying well. away from it means that everybody should bet it. Yes. That's how it That's works. That's actually a, a good point. That's a good point. Except for that I'm going to bet on it. So that means that people should probably just stay away from it. <laughs> Even though I finally hit a parlay. That was really nice. Okay, let's get some questions. We got a few, and then we'll go through some more games. Starting at the top. You start wherever you want to start. Russell Wilson versus Washington or Taysom Hill versus Kansas City. Now, this apparently says Russell Wilson versus Washington. It, Taysom Hill, va, KC. But, you know, I figured I knew what he said. Even though this guy writes for Broadway Sports Media, that's probably not very good. Uh, He's Uh, an editor. Yeah. And I would go, I'm going to have to talk about this game later. I'm not very excited to talk about this game from like a fantasy analysis perspective, but it was forced upon me. But I would go Taysom Hill versus Kansas City. Really? I just, yeah. I Washington's defense is just it's very good. It is very good. But isn't Russell and, Wilson the exact type of quarterback that can like get away from this insane pressure and find his talented receivers downfield? Probably Wouldn't not. Wouldn't you have thought that against the Giants, too? And he had yeah. 18 points against them. He had 17 points against the Eagles. Like He hasn't had great games against teams with good front fours. The Rams, he, he had a he, horrible game. He has it, and guess what? Those are two NFC East teams. Actually, you're right, and that's probably because the Seahawks' play calling is horrible, and all they do is run the ball on early downs, and then they're forced into third and long against these stout run defenses, which is sounds exactly like what's going to happen again. Plus, it's and, on the road. Yeah, and Taysom Hill, I mean, he's a horrible quarterback. If you watch him, he is not a good quarterback. But he's been fantasy good. Like he's he running into not, the end zone. He's exactly. He's he's vulturing touchdowns. He's getting the rush yards. I mean, he's been a, a nice fantasy player if you've been able to get him. So that, I think I'd lean that way too. But let me put it this way: It's Monday night. You're looking at your team, and you lost because you played Taysom Hill over Russell Wilson. Can you live with yourself? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, but do you, but do you want to live in fear or do you want yeah, to win? That's a loser yeah. mindset. Yeah, <laughs> I think I would feel better knowing I played Russell Wilson and lost than knowing I played Taysom Hill and lost. But but would you rather see Taysom Hill on your bench with a bunch of points after we told you to play Taysom Hill? No, both losing sucks. I don't want to because you know all. that we're not going to let Superhorn forget <laughs> that he played Taysom Hill over Russell Wilson if Taysom Hill, you know. Is the more is more points. So think about that. Next up, Superhorn again, pick two. Gurley, Julio Jones, CeeDee Lamb, and Mike Williams. Uh, is this PPR? This does not say. Um, I would probably go... Oof, I is really never like Gurley a good mantra? It is this week. We'll get to it later. But yeah, that's what I'm feeling too. And Julio uh, might not play. Julio's yeah. got a hamstring. So you might have like, to play C.D. Lamb and Mike Williams. Which isn't the worst. I mean, Andy Dalton looks for C.D. Lamb because he gets he's the short area guy, and Dalton doesn't have any offensive lines. He has to get the ball out quick. And Mike Williams, it is PPR. He did say PPR, yeah. So C.D. Lamb, you know, he's going to have eight catches for 40 yards, but that's a good PPR game. And then Mike Williams going against this Raiders team, missing all their starters with Justin Herbert. I, I would probably choose Jim Beam and Jack Daniels because that is an atrocious decision that you have to pick two. You might as well just hold <laughs> it up and go home. 
I hope you're in a 15-team league. Or yeah, something. I I would go Mike Williams out of all of them for sure because it is up against the Raiders. And here's the problem, though. It is a Thursday night football game. Disclaimer, it is a Thursday night football game. You play all players at your own risk. We so, not assume it. so he's got to play one of Taysom Hill or Russell Wilson, too. Do you play the higher upside guy in Russell Wilson to kind of mitigate his, you know, Mike Williams and other players? Do you just go with points? I think yeah. you go safer. I, think I would stay with uh, Taysom Hill and be I safer. I would go safer in this case because if they all bust, you're screwed, like screwed, screwed. Yeah. At least Taysom Hill might run for two touchdowns or something dumb. Or pass. Right. Apparently he can pass for a touchdown. He can. Meh, Picked up Cam Akers off of waivers. I hope you did it a couple weeks ago because if you did it just this week, you got some people snoozing. Do I yeah, trust him in a crowded Rams backfield over CEH? Yes. How do I put this lightly? <laughs> Absolutely. The Rams play the Jets. The CEH has not been a fantasy relevant player in weeks. Hey, he was pretty good last week. He was decent. Because like, he was targeted a bunch of times, though, yeah, right? And you can't count right. on it week in and week out. So, and yeah, also the Dolphins I think this are is still, absolutely Cam Akers. Or, the Dolphins yeah, Cam are still Akers. really bad. I, I'm not defense. happy with either pick, but if I were if I were thinking about it, I would probably put Cam Akers in just because it is the Jets. The Jets. You're, I mean, So you don't like Cam Akers? Well, I think we're going to talk about him later, but you don't I like just, Cam Akers that I just much? don't like that backfield. Well, here, I mean, let me explain. Thing. And I, it's but, like San Francisco to me right now. And it may be different, you know, next year, but it's like, I don't know. Earl Henderson gets the touchdowns, and then maybe Cam Akers scores from big out. Big out and it then, has been back to back weeks, though, of major usage from Cam. And he he's has, finally been healthy, healthy. So there's been a reason why he's getting those increased touches. He has 50 carries in the last two games. And this is a theory that has absolutely no basis in anything that I've seen or heard. It's just a theory. Sean McVay is trying to game the system a little bit. Sean McVay rode Todd Gurley until his knees literally broke, right? Sean McVay knows what happens if you ride a running back too hard. The Titans rested Derrick Henry week 16 last year, and then what did he do from week 17 through the AFC Championship? He went off. I think Sean McVay is trying to game the NFL here by saying, I'll use a different running back for the first three-fourths of the season, and then for my final stretch run and playoffs, we got fresh legs. This guy has no wear and tear on the season. There's no reason not to ride him through the end of the year. I think that that might even be their plan, and that's why we didn't see Cam Akers much in the beginning of the year. In the last two weeks, 21 carries, 29 carries. He's killing it now. And the, the Jets. Yeah. I'm just, I'd like to see a little bit more. Like I would weeks, too. I mean, two weeks you is not will this much. week, I think. We'll see it after three weeks. Shazam again, down eight in the semifinals, so I need upside. Pick two wide receivers, Corey Davis, DJ Chark, or Juju Smith-Schuster. Is this PPR? Because, I mean, down eight, not that much. I think that's pretty easy to to overcome here. I think you got to go Juju and Corey Davis. Right? Yeah. I mean, you can't, go, you can't trust DJ Chark, especially after... I know Gardner Minshew's coming in, but you saw what Malcolm Butler did, and you know this Ravens defense has got better corners than what we got. But did you see what the Browns did? They scored 42 points. Yeah, but the Browns are a good good coach team. They're a well-coached team. I mean, like... With a good O-line. The Jaguars suck. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. think I'd go Juju and Corey Davis as well. Yeah. 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 All right. That's it. 
All right, uh, we're getting Corey in there. Say he's got Henry going for him, so it kind of uh, offsets having to start, uh, you know, Mike Williams and C.D. Lamb. This guy's got nice a running team. back at running back and a running back at quarterback. There you go. All right, so we're heading over to the Lions at Titans, and this is a pretty easy game. It's my game because we pretty much know Frank Ragnall is probably not going to play now because he's got a uh, a throat problem uh what was the correct term for his throat problem fractured fractured throat throat. how do you fracture your that is a fancy glass my friend yeah and then matt stafford national National christmas vacation courtesy of my wife so shout out maggie and then you have matt stafford probably not gonna play so this is pretty easy right you really don't start any of your detroit lions this week you don't start their defense. You don't start anything. So you're sitting the whole team down. It doesn't matter if like Adrian Peterson sneaks in for a touchdown or anything like that. Just doesn't matter. At this point, you can't risk it. Just just stop it. But here's who you need to be playing. Ryan Tannehill. QB's current, current full season QB7. And Detroit gives up the seventh most points to fantasy quarterbacks. You need to be playing, obviously, Derrick Henry. Running back three of the whole season in PPR and Detroit is giving up the most fantasy points to running backs. You need to be playing both AJ Brown and Corey Davis because Detroit gives up the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers. And Brown is wide receiver 15. Davis is wide receiver 29. And they are the 32nd ranked defense in weighted DVOA. So that means they are the worst defense in the league currently right now. And in the last six games, 119.7 yards rushing average, and then 1.3 touchdowns rushing average. It is going to be a bloodbath. In fact, we said on the Football and Other F-Words podcast to be about 45-point score for the Titans. We're bumping it up. Me and Mike talked. We're bumping it up to pass, uh, pass 50. Here's the only reason the Titans won't break 50. Because they're going to be winning by 30 at halftime, and they won't have to yes, break 50. Against Chase Daniel. From a fantasy <laughs> perspective and points perspective, you would rather have Matt Stafford playing for the Lions because they would force the Titans to actually try in the second half. Listen, right. when they're up 30, it's not like they're going to stop scoring. It's going to be like when Derrick Henry had that big, long run and no Jacksonville Jaguars touched him. It just doesn't matter. Like it really, They're going to score 50 by accident. I could see. I could see the defense pushing them over fifty with like their first sack in three weeks, and then yeah, sacks. You got interceptions, pick sixes. I mean, so you're playing the Titans defense this week. I I would. I am. They're starting center. No Chase Daniels. Why not? And then and they they lead the league in turnovers. By the way, the Tennessee Titans do somehow, some way. You know this one person I would not play on this Titans offense. Whatever you just said is not true. Are you sure? Yeah. Johnny Smith is who you would not play. I would not play Johnny Smith. Because <laughs> he has turned into Mr. Invisible over the past last half of the season. And Did the way you mean, they like force turnovers, takeaways? I'll go back and check. We're not going to dwell on it. We're not going to do what we yeah. did last week. And we said, hey, we're not going to dwell on all this stuff. And they go off on a wild tangent about Johnny Smith. Okay, so, well, just so you know, the Titans are like 15th in turnovers this year. Okay. Takeaways. Well, I must have read something different. So, Which is first if you take off the five, so yeah, I don't see true. where you're wrong. So do you all have any fantasy advice for our people on this game? 
I think you I, covered it. Play everyone. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm here. I'm you know, I'm here to nobody cover. on the on the Lions. Justin, we're going to you. Jags at Ravens noon game on Sunday. All right, I teased this a little bit in our what did I learn when I learned that J.K. Dobbins was a league winner this year, but here is who I am playing in this game. I am playing James Robinson because we've seen the Jaguars just stay dedicated to running the ball with him. He's a good, talented back, and we saw the Cleveland Browns run all over this Ravens team after teams all season have run all over this Ravens team. We thought they had a stout D-line, and they do, but they're giving up rush rushing yards to opponents. And then who am I sitting? Marquise Brown. He had that 40-yard touchdown last week after Lamar came back from the pooper, but it was like his only really big play. He's got the drops like nobody business. And I'm also starting the rest of my Ravens. So Lamar, Dobbins, Gus Edwards, I think even is worth a start in the flex. And Mark Andrews, bounce back. Although, actually, I mean, tight ends are tough. I don't know if Mark Andrews is going to go off, but I do think Lamar has another huge day where he just runs all over everyone and MVPs his way to MVPs your team to the fantasy championship. Lamar is going to single-handedly carry teams into the championship this week. Talk about rewarding patience. I mean, if you kept Lamar Jackson through the thick and the thin, you are getting rewarded, and you're right. It's Jacksonville. I mean, they they suck. If they couldn't come to play for the big division game last week, I feel like they're mailing it in at this point. And really all the wide receivers getting COVID because they're having a second outbreak is actually probably pretty good if you're a Lamar fantasy owner because he's going to get all the rushing yards. And rushing yards are traditionally easier to get one point from than your passing yards. Right. And that's another good point. Definitely don't play Marquise Brown because he's on the COVID list now. And it was, they are the number one offense in not turning over the ball. The Tennessee Titans were. And according to pro football reference, they're number 13 in turnovers on defense. Well, I was just, I didn't count. I was just guessing based on that. Okay. And it's a tie with. uh, Sorry. So I was looking at the wrong thing. Six other teams. They are third in uh, differential, which is pretty good. Very good. All right. Anything to add on Jacksonville? Put it back up the uh, betting. I want to look at the betting on that. I already uh, X'd out that caption. It's gone. Oh, it's gone. It's dead. Okay, well, we'll move on. But Ravens minus 13. Ravens yeah. minus 13. And the total is, if you give me one Mississippi, I'll tell you right now, the total is 47 and a half. Pretty low. No, I don't I think that's right. Okay, so we're going to go to Bucks at Falcons. What a boring game i guess i mean there's gonna be a lot of points score but i mean you kind of know the outcome robert greenlaw tell us something we don't know so well i think you know this i think you know to sit todd Gurley in this game that's my sit uh Gurley's facing a, a defense that's top five in uh, dvoa i don't love the the matchup for him unless he can vulture a touchdown which he does every time justin picks him to sit uh but other than that he just does. He's not a guy I'm trusting in this situation in the semifinals of a fantasy playoff. Uh, my start is Calvin Ridley. Julio or not, he's been targeted quite a bit. He has the most air yards in the NFL. He's facing a deep fantasy defense that's given up 55 fantasy points per game to wide receivers over the past four weeks. 55, Ooh, by far the worst in the egg? NFL. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, that was after Tyreek Hill had 200 yards in a quarter. I know. Uh, it tricked so, me. 
past four weeks though overall so like i that's that's really really bad he had 26 points last week i don't expect him to have 26 but you know over 18 or something would be successful for him so he's going to be the guy he's going to get like 11 targets if julio's out so he's a really really high, high floor pick this week and i think you can safely roll russell gage in the flex if you're desperate if julio doesn't play yeah, yeah, he's throwing uh, touchdown passes. That, I mean, the running backs you can't start, you can't trust. I don't know if you can even trust Matt Ryan, to be honest with you. I know you're saying to start two wide receivers, but that doesn't mean you can trust a quarterback not to throw. Can you even trust Mike Evans? What the hell happened to this guy? I don't know. <laughs> don't know, bud. The best receiver on the Bucks is legitimately Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. <laughs> but other than that, I mean – the Bucks are going to win. They're probably going to win by 10 to 15, 20 points, something crazy like that. And uh, uh, you, know, uh, you don't think every so? time, every time you think the Falcons are garbage, that's when they have a 40 point game. So be careful. That's all I'm saying. They could still lose that though. Yeah, they will. Yeah. But not by 20. <laughs> like Zach said, I said, I said 10 to 15, 20. I had a big thing going so we are moving on to san francisco 49ers at dallas cowboys san francisco is favored by three points over under is 45 i have this game first off you need to keep an eye on george kittle's status he probably he came off ir today if anybody can come back that quick off an actual injury ir it would be george kittle did he and, come back or was he designated to come back? Well, he's designated to come back, but I mean, so he's I'm not activated yet. I mean, he could be activated. No, but I'm saying so there was a chance he could play this before week. Before you play. interrupted me, just I remember Dory Jackson was activated in like yeah. week seven and we haven't seen yeah. him at all. Yeah. George Kittle is actually a man compared to a Dory Jackson. I mean, wow. he's a man. And what I was, all I was saying is, Keep an eye on it, because if anybody could. I wasn't saying that he was. I don't know why he jumped down my throat like that. So <laughs> I just said keep an eye on it. Here's who you need to start. For the San Francisco 49ers, we touched on this earlier, the quarterbacks and the wide receivers, because you can't trust the fucking running backs on the San Francisco 49ers. Brendan Ayuk, Debo Samuel, roll them out. Dallas Cowboys suck on defense. And really, you can start Nick Mullins if he's the one that's playing because even against Washington, it's 260 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Like I said earlier, Washington's defense is actually pretty good. And then you can, the only D Dallas Cowboys I'm risking to start this week is really Amari Cooper. And he, he's got the he's got the uh, the app he's the apple of uh, Andy Dalton's eyes. And you know, and I'm sitting the Dallas defense. Obviously, if you if you're pulling in the Dallas defense because you think that Nick Mullins or whoever, whatever quarterback they start out there is trash, and you think Dallas is going to capitalize on it, you're fucking dreaming. Yeah, I think you would only week's... start the Dallas Cowboys defenses if you're in like a 32 team league or something. That's the only reason then... I could think of starting him. Maybe you picked him up last week for the Bengals matchup and they're still on your roster or something. But, like, let me tell you something. The Bengals outplayed the Cowboys. The Bengals fumbled on their first three possessions in a row. Are you kidding me? How's that even possible, man? That is just ridiculous. The Cowboys did not deserve to win that game. And the only reason they were good is because it was the Andy Dalton revenge game, which I failed to factor in to my own picks. Uh... So don't let that don't fool use you. Andy Dalton revenge game. Yeah, don't let that don't let that fool you into thinking the Cowboys are good all of a sudden. The Niners yeah. are gonna run all over them. Live in the now, not on the name. 
Boom. Now we are moving to Seahawks at Washington. Justin Graver. I'm feeling a little bit of an upset. It doesn't sound like you are, but Seattle is favored by six points. So Vegas doesn't feel an upset and over under 44.5. I would be taking the over. I would be taking Washington. Tell us your thoughts. I don't hate Washington, especially with the six points. I don't know if I'd take the over, although I think it it could definitely hit. Based on who I'm sitting and playing this game, maybe I do think Washington has a chance because I'm sitting Chris Carson because A, oh. Car- Carlos Hyde is still existing. And I know Chris Carson had a great game last week, um, but they're playing the Jets. So this game against Washington front, can you trust Chris Carson against this run defense? I'm certainly not. I mean, if you don't have any other options, maybe you have to, but just know that this is not the matchup you want to play Chris Carson in. And as far as who I'm starting, Terry McLaurin has had back-to-back, really bad games, two catches in each game. Just like, where have you been, Terry? I'm scared of Terry disappearing in the fantasy playoffs. But here we are with a prime bounce-back opportunity. Yes, this is not the same awful Seahawks secondary we saw over the first five weeks of the year but they're still susceptible to be getting beat. Terry McLaurin's still a talented receiver. And if I'm Washington, I'm focusing on figuring out how to get the ball in this guy's hands because he's been invisible for two weeks in a row. So I think we see a huge bounce back for McLaurin this week. And yeah, I don't hate Washington plus six. Home underdogs, that's a big spread for a home underdog. Let me throw something at you. You take the Washington uh, point spread, you take the Houston-Texas point spread, and you tease them. In favor of Washington Texans. Yeah, it's not horrible. Again, I don't know if the Texans can keep within 13 points, but you tease it six points. Six points is tough. You might wait and see if that Washington line moves to six and a half so you can get the half point there because you're kind of giving up a half point of value there, but a standard teaser would be six points. But, yeah, Yeah. I don't hate that at all. I also like the Packers in a teaser because Packers are um, heavy favorites right now, favored by eight and a half. But if you tease it six points, you get it through the seven, through the three, down to two and a half. Packers only have to win by a field goal. That's pretty attractive to me. Ooh, I like it. I may, I'm going to write that down. I think the other thing to monitor in the Washington game is who's quarterbacking. Because if it's Dwayne Haskins, oh, yeah. I think you're sitting McLaurin. You're sitting yeah. almost everybody. And if it's Alex Smith, then I'm thinking otherwise. If it's if it's Haskins playing, I think the unders are really safe bet because they're they might not score at all. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Let's keep it moving. We're going to Patriots at Dolphins, a noon game. I had to give up this game for a lame game later. Robert Greenlaw, tell us about the Patriots at Dolphins. Well, this game also is forced on me. Um, It's not my favorite. It's certainly not like a first-round pick of games, but I'll, I'll do the best I can with it. My sit for this game is Cam Newton. The Dolphins have had a really nice defense, uh, this whole year they played well against Mahomes, even though he threw for almost 400 yards against them. It's weird to say Uh, cam's not Patrick Mahomes. He's actually horrible at throwing the football. He can only run. So I think Miami keys in on that um, and he's not very successful. And then to go along with that, the, the thing I'm starting is the Patriots defense because Bill Belichick owns rookie quarterbacks and all of Tua's uh, options. He's got, Gasecki is out for a couple weeks. Um, Parker's dinged up. Gaskin's still on the COVID list right now. So he doesn't have that many weapons right now. Uh, so I'm I'm starting Bill Belichick's defense. And I will say this. They already won their Miami game. 
So I know that New sure. England's not going to win this game because they always split with Miami, and they always split at the end of the year. And I'm I'm going with Miami on this one. Um, I think I like the minus two point five. I think that's a pretty easy one to, for them to cover. Um, and I, I let me say something. Someone that should be on your radar is Lynn Bowden. And Lynn yeah. Bowden get is a, a running back slash wide receiver. So if you're in PPR, you can slide him into your running back spot. If you are, if let's say you had Ronald Jones who just went on COVID and you don't know who's on waiver that you can get, yeah, pick up uh, old Lynn Bowden, slide him in there for PPR, and he he got like 15 points last week or something crazy like that. So something to target. They they traded for Lynn Bowden. They believe in Lynn Bowden. Jakeem Grant is down. Devontae Parker may be back. It's it's trending like it could be a good Lynn Bowden little game for him. I took him over 10 and a half receiving yards last week. Smashed that one. That was crazy. Lynn Bowden from Kentucky. This guy played quarterback at Kentucky. He's a wide receiver for like the whole season and actually did really well, won a bunch of games. And like you said, they traded for him. They must like him. I like him. He's on my Dynasty League roster. He's actually in my taxicab spot, so I can't play him this year. But coming next year, you watch out, boys. Okay, we're moving on to Bears at Vikings. I have the Bears at Vikings. It's a the last 12 p.m. Sunday game. There. It's pretty simple. You sit it's kind of I'm kind of making it simple. You sit the Minnesota defense. Do not get sucked into the trap that it's Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears offense. But here's why. Since the week 11 bye week under Bill Lazor, Mitch Trubisky is quarterback 11, David Montgomery running back 2. Allen Robinson, wide receiver five, and Cole Komet is tight end 14. And we saw that Jimmy Graham is still involved in the offense and still scoring touchdowns last week. Bill Lazor has built the offense around Mitch Trubisky's limitations. And Minnesota's defense is atrocious anyway. I think in in my veins, in my heart, I'm letting you know that you can safely roll out Mitchell Trubisky this week, and he will be a top five quarterback. Top five? Top five. That's bold AF, bro. That is bold. I feel it. I feel it. I think this Minnesota defense is is just shitty. I think it's a poorly coached team all the way across. I think they are have wasted Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, they're wasting everything. And Chicago's defense is really good. Starting the Vikings D is the worst idea you can have. It literally will bite you in the ass. I'm telling you right now, this Chicago's defense has come to play. This offense is built around Mitchell Trubisky's limitations, and Mike Zimmer sucks. I'm going with the Bears, too, and the reason for me is nothing to do with their offense. It's their defense in this one. I said to bench Kirk Cousins last week because that tough Tampa defensive line would get after him, and that they did. This is an equally, if not more tough, defensive line. Kirk Cousins crumbles in the pocket under pressure. He had fumbles last week that knocked him out of a makeable field goal range. Granted, I don't know if Dan Bailey has a makeable field goal range because the dude missed three field goals and an extra point last week, looking like week one Steven Goskowski out there. But I'm not rolling any Vikings starters out there except for Dalvin Cook. And the only reason I'm playing Dalvin Cook is and Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson is because you have to at this point, but like... Kirk Cousins, who was a great streaming quarterback option for the middle of this season, 
that time has expired. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I would be very hesitant starting Kirk. I yeah. I love Cole Komet, though, in this game. Um, I brought him up last week, but he had seven targets. Okay. He didn't have a lot of production, but he had seven targets back-to-back weeks. Seems like he's becoming a favorite of Mitch. And, and Eric Hendricks is out probably this game, which means that he's going to – they don't have as good of a coverage linebacker as Eric Hendricks. So this could be a big Komet game. I'm probably starting him as my tight end this week. I think it's a Bill Lazor thing, too, that, that Komet's getting more play. Because earlier in the season, I mean, I follow a lot of people on Bears Twitter, and there was so many Bears fans out there wondering, like, why is Komet not getting snaps? I mean, Jimmy Graham is has been good in the red zone, but he can't run anymore, man. And Komet looks athletic. Komet won Good Morning Football's angry runs of the week last week with a killer stiff arm spin move, double stiff arm. I like it. We like the I Bears. I like Crazy. the Bears. I mean, I think that they are a legit team that in the NFC people need to watch out for because, like I said, it's all about maximizing the offensive talent, right? The defense is always great. and They've always had a problem with Matt Nagy as the play caller building the offense. So they took the bite, and it wasn't good when Bill Lazor initially took over because I think they were still running the majority of the Matt Nagy stuff, right? So during the bye week, he installs his game plan. He gets all that stuff handled, and they come out. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. I know they played like suspect run defenses, but David Montgomery, he earned those yards, and he looked really good doing it. And Mitch Trubisky, I mean, I can't and believe the Vikings, like you said, the Vikings don't have a good defense. So this yeah. is another good match. They don't have any good coaches on their staff. So we're going to move to the Eagles at Cardinals. It is our first 3 p.m. game slate. Justin Graver, talk to us about this battle of the birds that, and tell us why we should ever care about it. So I firstly want to say I think Arizona is hugely overrated in this spot. They get a lot of public backing, so their lines get a little bit inflated because they're fun, but they haven't been fun since Kyler hurt his shoulder. I know he's getting healthier. Last week, Daniel Jones was atrocious, was not ready to come back. I don't know why they brought him back was definitely a week too early. He's re-aggravated either that or another injury that they're saying is another injury to hide the fact that he re-aggravated his hamstring. Daniel Jones is now not going to play for the, in the Giants next game, but that has nothing to do with this game. I think the Cardinals caught a break in that matchup, and Hassan Reddick having five sacks. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, that is a once-in-a-lifetime game for him. So my sit here is the Kenyon Drake against this Eagles defensive line. I think the Eagles have had a tough run defense all season long. I don't trust that Kenyon Drake is going to be on the field enough. I think this could be a Chase Edmonds type of game for the Cardinals. And on the other side of the field, I like Jalen Hurts, man. We said it on this podcast, at least I did, that the Eagles should see what they have in Jalen Hurts. Now, I'll own that I was a million percent wrong last week when I said the Saints were going to eat him alive. Obviously, I also said that because we all think the Saints are going to win, they're going to lose, and that is how life played out. Should have seen it coming, but... I trusted the the numbers on that one, and that was stupid. But teams who make a quarterback change are like 6-2 and two against the spread in that quarterback's first start of the season. I, I'm not sure if that's the exact number, but it's a really strong against the spread number. The only quarterback that – I can't remember. There was a quarterback this year who started that didn't hold through on that trend, and I actually bet it that time. But this is a real thing, man. I think Jalen Hurts – I don't know. This, this Cardinals defense is still not good. So I'm starting Jalen. I'm rolling Jalen Hurts out there. I think the Cardinals looked – 
better than they are against the Giants last week. I'm not. I'm. I'm taking the Eagles with the points here. The Eagles are going to end up winning this division, and that's just stupid. Uh, I think Washington's going to end up yeah. winning this division, I and I think probably. that's still stupid. Yeah, it's still fair. stupid. Um, I, I agree. I think you start Jalen Hurts. I think you. I would be a little cautious starting Kyler Murray just a little bit. I mean, like if you have like, let's say you drafted Kyler Murray really early, and you have a uh, a Ryan Tannehill, you should be starting Ryan Tannehill. Obviously, I would. However, I think Kyler is a good play this week because his rushing attempts were up to 13 again last week, which shows you that the shoulder's healthy because it was five the past three weeks, and then this week it it ramped back up to 13. So he he's probably healthy. The rushing yards matter. Um, a, a lot for him because he's never near the top in, in passing yards. Okay. I think Ryan said something about starting Jalen Hurts. Or well, least... he he's he's been on the Jalen Hurts train all year yeah. and or in the off season. Well, I know that me and him agreed that yeah. the Eagles should try Hurts out. While you, whereas you guys said they shouldn't. So. I, I didn't I, say. I, well, Zach yeah. definitely did. I I definitely did. <laughs> I argued. I argued. Jets at Rams, three p.m. game. Don't know why they didn't flex the Lions at Titans at a 3 p.m. game or something better than what they're at. But Jets at Rams, 3 p.m. What what can you tell us about this that we don't already know, Greenlaw? Because well, I can meeting... tell you that you can sit every single New York Jet. I yeah. think you can sit the, the entire team. Don't even worry about it. If, if you see a New York Jet, just drop them off your roster for this game. Um, Cam Akers is my start. I think it's the Cam Akers show. I think they realize this is their guy. JG said it earlier. They they love to run a workhorse back. They did it with Todd Gurley. They like to lean on that guy, and I think Cam Akers is becoming that guy. Jets have been kind of good against the, the run recently in terms of fantasy points allowed, but I think they get down really early in this game, and the Rams can just pour it on with, with the run game, and which means lots of opportunity for Cam Akers. So... I, I think this is a awesome matchup. I'm thinking I'm probably starting Cam Akers over James Robinson, who I know uh, Justin mentioned earlier, but I like the matchup a lot better for Akers. I have no problem with that. I would do the same. I'm going to tell you who you need to start okay. because I am the Cooper Cup whisperer, and you yeah. need to start Cooper Cup this game. This is the Cooper Cup game. I know he got a touchdown last week, but only got 33 yards. I yeah, mean, he was really right. bad besides that touchdown. Yeah, so I'm going. It's Cooper Cup game. It's a rebound game. Uh, let's go with it. Let's roll. Nice. What about Robert Woods? What do you, how do you feel about Robert Woods? I feel they'll be a, like an average game. Like it's a flex uh, wide receiver two kind of game. But I think Cooper Cup's going to yeah. put up like near wide receiver, like top 12 numbers, what you're looking for in the playoffs. And I feel great about Robert Woods just because I think the Rams run away with this and they don't need him as much. I am going to roll into the Chiefs at the Saints, 3 p.m. What a game. I mean, imagine someone gifting you that game. This is the game of the week. Like, this is the literal. It's the game of the week. Like, from a fantasy perspective, what what can I give you that you don't already know? Well, just tell us. Go ahead. That's what you're The only thing I can say is start Alvin Kamara. I think this is an Alvin Kamara bounce back game, and there there you go. If you're not starting Alvin Kamara, then, you know, fuck it. You got to pick one way to say it. Is it Kamara or Kamara? (laughs) I can say it both ways. He does. 
Yeah, he, <laughs> he says you can say it both ways. So okay, is it like Mariota or Mariota? No, it's more like Nagy or Nagy. <laughs> You know I what I don't understand about Alvin is that his brain does AK-41. Why didn't he just pick 47? It would have been amazing. Violence. He yep. picked AK-47. No, we're anti-violence. AK-41, not that catchy. No, we're, we're not anti-violence. I mean, we butcher stuff all the time on this show. Okay, that's fair. I mean, like... So, CEH, starting him or not? Yeah, sure, why not? Really? Against this defense? It, in the flex, sure. PPR? Well, this defense that just got gashed by uh, Miles, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders still yeah. out run 90 yards. Here's something. the thing. It's the Chiefs. You have to start everybody on the Chiefs except for Le'Veon Bell. You have to start all the starters because you, they can attack you in so many different ways. Andy Reid can attack you in so many different ways. It is I what think it CDH is. is a pretty weak play, though. This it's, week. it's a flex play. It's yeah. not a running back one or running back two play, in my opinion. So Kansas City's failed to cover in five straight games. This is their lowest spread in a long time. What do you think? I would take the under on this game. But what about I mean, Kansas I know the, City? Oh, you would take I the mean, under? Yeah, I really would. I think this is going to be a lot more lower scoring game than what people think. I just okay. have this feeling I'm not betting it. It's just a feeling that I have. Which means if I'm not betting it and I have that feeling, I'm going to be right. It would be wild to see Taysom Hill beat the Chiefs. Like It feels unobtainable. I saw some tweet. I wish I knew really? who tweeted this. Said something like, Sean Payton wants to beat the Chiefs with Taysom Hill just to troll the NFL. <laughs> and it could, I guess it could happen. I hope it happens. And the Titans can get the one seed. See, a fucking boring game I got saddled with. So All right. Great game. Round, terrific job there. Sunday night football, which got flexed. This is the game that got flexed, by the way, in a Sunday night football. Browns at fucking Giants. <laughs> Can we talk about let, let's go sidetrack? Who decided this is the game that should be flexed in here? The fact that Daniel Jones might even play, so we're gonna get Colt McCoy versus Miles Garrett and Wayne Gallman. I mean, this is a horrible game to flex out of all the games. Why didn't you flex Chiefs Chiefs? Yeah, was Saints? Chiefs Saints not an option? I, I don't well, know. Bears, I think I would have been better. Bears You've already said why they they got it. It's it's the Big Twelve commissioner that's in charge of this. He got Baker Mayfield versus Colt McCoy, two legendary Big Twelve quarterbacks. He got in this game. That's that's who makes the decisions for this. That that's is a good point. Atrocious. So Justin, you willingly chose Browns at Giants. Did not happen. Sunday was... night football. <laughs> Tell us why you wanted this game so badly. Didn't want it at all, but I'll tell you who not to play, and that is your boy Richard Higgins. Six catches in back-to-back weeks, touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. He's come on lately as Baker Mayfield's guy with Odell Beckham out. Not in this matchup. The Titans defense, we know how terrible they are. The Ravens defense, I don't know what they were doing last week. They were not prepared to play against whatever the Browns offense was. I think the the Giants defense is pretty good, so... My start here, though, is the Browns defense, who I would roll with. What are you guys laughing at so hard? Oh, the, it's the Dirty Randy episode of the league. I mean, this guy was plowing this chick right behind <laughs> The chat is getting more than they paid for. Yeah. If, oh, they, if people man. stuck around, they would have got a show back there. 
Yeah. Wow, I missed that. I was too focused on my stupid stats here. Um, I'm starting the Browns defense, though, because like you said, Colt McCoy is out there. Colt McCoy, worst cover percentage in the history of football in the Super Bowl era of any starting quarterback. Uh, so that didn't work out very well when the Giants played the Seahawks. But it's a different team. The The Browns can run the ball. I think they run all over New York. That's all they'll have to do. That's partly why I don't like Rashard Higgins, who... Giants have been stout on defense this year, but I think it's a low-scoring game that the Browns win by 10 points or so, 17-7 kind of game. All right, we are to the last game, and it's Monday Night Football. Are you guys ready for the Pittsburgh Steelers at Cincinnati Bengals? Talk about a game that should have been flexed out and really got Eric Ebron just pissed. I would I would have loved it. Pittsburgh Steelers and Cincinnati Bengals. Pittsburgh is a, uh, wow, they jumped up to a um, minus 13 favorite. Over, under, was that 40.5? It was 40. 40. Lowest wow. total on the slate this week. And you know why? Because both these offenses suck. Yep. Yep. So, Robert Greenlaw, talk to us about Pittsburgh Steelers Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, what a game. You're glad that we... 15 gets capped with this one because I mean, no better two teams in the league right now than these two. Uh, my league in the league in the, well, yeah, in the league, in the league that Zach is presenting to our viewers. Uh, (laughs) my sit this week is T Higgins just because Brandon Allen versus the Steelers defense isn't a a matchup. I really want to exploit this week. That's not something I'm going to gamble on. And then my start is Deontay Johnson. I know he is Mr. Drops. Uh, he's been hanging out with Eric Ebron too much, I guess. But at some point, he's going to catch the ball. And the last time they played, he had six catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown. That was with Joe Burrow playing on the other side. So it, it was actually kind of a close game. I, I think they go back to him. I think this is a get-right game for him. So I, I would start Deontay Johnson. I think he's a pretty strong, maybe wide receiver two play. So Mike Tomlin's a liar, right? Because he said that people are dropping. And and I am a Deontay Johnson owner, so I would like the Drops McGee nickname. And what I say, Catch McLaurin is what we're going to call him, Catches McLaurin. Uh, catches McLaurin is... Still playing, still getting the snaps. I mean, does do you feel really safe? Like when you say wide receiver two, I mean, is that like a borderline wide receiver two where he can almost be dropped down in a flex? Uh, yeah, I don't think it's like a borderline wide receiver one. He's definitely on the lower end of that spectrum, but he all, he gets volume all the time. So it's it's something that's pretty volume based. They love to pass the ball. Um, before last the passing game as part of their yeah running. before last game so he had seven targets against the bills previously he had 12 targets 13 targets 16 targets 11 targets 10 targets it's a lot of volume yeah it's a lot of volume i mean you just can't dispute that so drop your if you're still with us drop your fantasy football question in the chat we're just a tad bit over an hour and we while you guys are figuring out your questions to drop in the chat Justin has a text question. Someone slid into his DMs on his phone and said, "Hey, ask this question, bud." No, oh, my former my former roommate, co-producer on the film that I produced, has texted me. 
he is trying to start two of these four. Deontay Johnson, we know you like Deontay. Robbie Anderson, we know we all like Robbie. Curtis Samuel, we know we all like Curtis Samuel. Or Corey Davis, which two you guys are start you two? Two of those two, four. Corey Davis and Deontay. Okay. You said Deontay, so, right? I did. So you don't like the Panthers? I, I don't really trust who's going to get what in the Panthers. I like the first two. I like Deontay and I like Robbie. I don't mind Robbie either, to be honest. Robbie's I, I been mean, like Mr. Consistent. So do we think that the Steelers are going to come out and be good in this game? Or are they going to come out like they did when they played the Cowboys a few weeks ago and like be terrible and start off bad and like have to throw the ball a lot, which might be good for Deontay? The Steelers are favored by 13 points. Whenever the Steelers are favored by 13 points, don't they lose by like five points? Aren't these guys I, I do not like the Steelers and... I relied on the Steelers at the worst possible time when it came to fantasy playoffs and getting in and during it. And they disappointed. They're, they're awful. They can't be relied on. And I do want to get to this question about Shazam. Uh, where's the kicker analysis, Justin Tucker or Young Hoku? Young Way. You, you always play Young Hoku. Young Always way. play him. But I did almost put in my Bills and Broncos some kicker analysis because we've never really had it on the show. We haven't. Because Tyler Bass is playing against the Denver Broncos defense who allows, or their special teams technically, but that they allow the number one point, most points to fantasy football kickers. So if Tyler Bass is just out there on your waiver wire, even though he's kicker number three, right now, by the way, you may wanna may wanna go pick them up. I actually really just, like that. Is that not just totally random though? How many no. points you allow to a kicker? Is it based on red zone defense or something? I'm sure it's I'm sure it's Probably based on something. You'll have to ask our bros at Fantasy Pros. Yeah, I've had Tyler Bass in my lineup for a few, for a solid couple months now, and he is a rock star. Love it. I do love Young Way Koo though. I mentioned him a couple weeks ago in my what I learned that he's a monster because. The Falcons offense, if nothing else, they can move the ball. They might not always get in the end zone, but they can move the ball. And he is pretty much lights out. Former uh, host of football and other F words, Internet Keith, he loved young. He let me say this. Young Hoku is his favorite or his best player by far. Young Hoku, best player by far. Ring my team. Whoa, in man league, not PPR. Russell Wilson, Devontae Adams, AJ Brown, Dalvin Cook. Can you call it a Dalvin Cook? It's amazing you can get Dalvin Cook twice. James Robinson, Darren Waller, Justin Tucker, Bench. I mean, it's a pretty good team. I mean, if we're rating on a scale, if if this was the RG PFS, I would uh I'd probably put it at a uh, a solid 126. Yeah, Apparently I don't think you're too far has, off. I can run the numbers in a little bit and get back to you. Yeah. Also has DC, Deson Watson and Deontay Johnson. So. Oh, well, adding those on the bench and everything, I would probably go up to a, definitely a 137, but I'd definitely be starting Deson Watson over Russell Wilson. This week, absolutely. Kenny Galladay probably would bench him this week, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's Galladay with an I, so I don't know if it's the same guy. Good point. This may not be Kenny Galladay. This is Galladay. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, so depending on which one you got. It's holiday go- season, buds. <laughs> yeah, happy happy holidays. But I would definitely say uh, I would rate it a. Let's go up to a 147 on the RGPFS. Yeah, I'm getting a 148.32. So pretty, pretty, pretty close. close, Zach. Pretty close. You're close I'm, to cracking the code. I'm getting there. I, I feel like I should become a writer for you guys. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about it. <laughs> well, I'll be in. Ana- I'll I'll do some analysis. Yeah. Uh, I'm for right now. I think the questions are, were good. We got out of here at a clear, uh, the highest. We well, it's unlimited. It's unlimited. There's no bias yet. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely for <laughs> proprietary. Yeah, it's like 147 out of what? <laughs> it's Sorry, definitely 147, how... though. But for asking that question, we may take you down to 145. So it is an hour and nine minutes. I think we're good. I think we had a great show. I did miss Ryan. I did did you all miss Ryan? I missed him a lot. And he missed us. And pull up Whoa. his, uh, pull his comment in the chat. I'm kidding. I miss Ryan. Ryan always agrees with my takes and backs me up when you guys have <laughs> silly things to say. Well, I mean, you're a liar. So, anyway, <laughs> for Robert Greenlaw at Rob on Broadway, for Justin Graver at Titans Film Room, I am Zach Lyons at Edwards Pod. You saw softcore porn behind me on the league, on FX, on Hulu. That should, you know, be a league. Uh, you know, uh, can you, can you? I should promote Hulu, I guess. And then you got to go shop.broadwaysportsmedia.com. New styles available. Guess what, buds? Right here, hoodie, the most comfortable hoodie. I wear it all the time. I have baseball three fourth league T-shirts. There's actual T-shirts. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff. You gotta go. I Thank ordered broadwaysportsmedia.com. Go ahead. I ordered shirts for my parents uh, for Christmas today because my parents want to support me. So it makes a great Christmas gift. I also well, ordered a Gator Boys shirt and oh, a Lake Panawana shirt. So I need to start get those. Very nice. teasing I those. Slacked a little bit. And they have those. we have the most comfortable sweatshirts that you can buy. Yeah, that uh, is I know, true. I know you have one too, uh, Zach. I know no, JG just, and I. I'm just saying that's true. Yeah, because well, well I mean this is comfortable. Yeah, I didn't know if it was the same material. Excellent quality. Yeah, premium even. Yeah. Um, I will say this. I've met Justin's parents, and I met Justin's mom. She also has a football and other F-word shirt. So this guy right here got you right. a football and other right. F-word shirt. Jay is watching. Jay is watching. So calm I'm just down. saying. I just got her a football and other Does Jay have a new it. name this week? I know he was going undercover uh, last week. <laughs> I don't know. My parents were trying to eat dinner at 8 o'clock, and I was like, sorry, I've got a live stream to do. At 8 o'clock? Who eats that late? Young people. (laughs) I do not eat. Listen, listen. I do not eat that late. I'm like a 5.30, 6 o'clock. Like, if I have to eat at 7, I will. But, like, last... Since I started working and working these weirder hours and stuff, and that, like... All my food and dinner and stuff is is all screwed up. I eat early. I have to. Yeah, have to. All right, we went off on a little tangent. Next week, let us know in the chat when you eat, and we can kind of gauge what's normal, what's not. We'll rate you. We'll rate you on On your RGPFS. We will rate you on your dinner time. All right. So, 
BroadwaySportsMedia.com. Get you a membership. Fade all the Broadway bets, and they'll pay for that membership. Until further notice. Until further notice. (laughs) This has been The Flex. (laughs) Fantasy Football Podcast. And you have been flexed out of this conversation. Boom. Got him. A Broadway Sports Media Production.